Big news! Get your Unreasonable Doubt merchandise on an online store. The link to that store is on my social media platforms, and it's in this episode description. It's powered by Dire Prime Creative Group. Buy something in the month of November. Get the checkout. Type in the code UNREASONABLE, and you'll get 10% off your purchase. Check it out! Podcast swag! Now here's the episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Charlie Brown? He's doing the chop, baby! Oh, no! What is this, 1984? I just rambled for 20 minutes and deleted it. Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball, starts now. Outside of Nitro, West Virginia, this is Unreasonable Doubt. It's a podcast about West Virginia University basketball. I'm Josh Witt in a hotel room. Episode 3, Northern Colorado. Follow me on Instagram at UnreasonableDoubtWV. Twitter, tweet me on Twitter, find those tweets at I'm Josh Witt. Facebook, you know... You ever get on Facebook and find out that eight years ago to this day, you accepted a friend request? You won't find that kind of info on the Unreasonable Doubt Facebook page, but find it. Hit the blue thumb. Follow the podcast there. UnreasonableDoubtWV at gmail.com is the email address. Send me an email. I'll read it on this podcast. Well, that was a weird one, right? Good news, West Virginia 3-0. They defeat Northern Colorado in Morgantown 69-61. This game had everything. It had West Virginia up 30-13. It had West Virginia tied with Northern Colorado with a little over six minutes left to play in the game. And then West Virginia builds a 10-point lead fairly quickly and ends up winning by 8. All sorts of weird stuff. You had a guy on Northern Colorado that 100% had an A.C. Slater haircut. You had the guy named Bodie drilling like 28-footers with a hand in the face multiple times. You had Northern Colorado's jerseys looking more like West Virginia than West Virginia's jerseys look like West Virginia. I gotta say, I'm not a fan of the white jerseys. Too plain Jane for me. And also, I've figured out what's going on with the shorts. The shorts are mullet shorts, okay? (laughs) Business up front. Definitely a, a party in the back. And the party is that weird stripe in the back and that's all I'm looking at especially on the white jerseys and that's not good that should not be a focal point the back (laughs) the bottom back of uh, the shorts should not be a focal point of a jersey anyways basketball wise lots of weird stuff MVP for this game 
Jermaine Haley. Strong first three games of the season, even in foul trouble in the Pittsburgh game, had an impressive second half. This game, 18 points, led the team in rebounds with 12, led the team in minutes with 36 minutes. He had four turnovers, so that's not great. But getting layups, made a three. Huggins has trust in senior Jermaine Haley. And then the other MVP didn't play in the first half. Derek Culver was in the Bob Huggins doghouse that was on the bench. And when asked about it in the post-game press conference, Bob Huggins said, Oh, we're going to do things right. (laughs) In the most, you know, I don't know what that means. Uh, Derek Culver has a history of uh, not playing because Huggins doesn't want him to play, which is not great. Uh, But Huggins put Culver in with 16 minutes left. Culver ends up playing 11 minutes, and he scores 13 points and has five rebounds. And he was he misses first free throw of the year. Derek Culver in three games is 17 of 18 from the free throw line. And last year he had a game where he shot over 20 some free throws. And so, no, he can't keep this up. But if he drastically improves his free throw percentage, which he has, then that's going to be a great thing when the conference play comes around. But anyways, Haley and Culver were the key once the game was tied at 54. Culver gets it two feet from the rim, makes a shot, West Virginia up two. Derek Culver gets it in the high post. Haley screens to the basket. Culver gets it to him, lay up, West Virginia up four. Culver makes some free throws, five-second violation, and then all of a sudden West Virginia scores 10 in a row, up 10, end up winning by eight. As a matter of fact, Jermaine Haley and Derek Culver scored 23 of West Virginia's 29 points in the second half, including the last 15 points. So only Jermaine Haley and Derek Culver scored once it was 54-54. So I don't know what that means. Talked about Cheesecake Factory last episode. The menu tonight was very Shake Shack, okay? You had the Jermaine Haley Burger and the Derek Culver Shroom Burger. And that's what we got in the second half. Taz Sherman started in the place of Derek Culver, and he didn't have a bad game. He had eight points, he had two steals, and even Huggins in the postgame was saying that Taz needed to be more aggressive and that he wanted Taz shooting shots more than other guys on the team. But in the lull in the second half where Northern Colorado got it to 54 all, the offense, listen, last year the passes into the post either were not happening or they were so telegraphed that they were they got stolen. West Virginia this year 
has no problem getting the ball inside. The problem is this should be a high percentage shot when West Virginia gets it close to the basket. And yet they can go a few minutes without scoring when they're getting it close to the rim. So those two things shouldn't coexist. <laughs> but it's happening. As a matter of fact, getting back to Derek Culver, I don't know if I've ever seen this. And I probably have, I just don't remember. But at one point in the second half, and of course it was the second half because that's the only half that Derek Culver played, Derek Culver drew a quadruple team from Northern Colorado. There's only five guys on the floor, so only one more guy could have defended Derek Culver. But four guys collapsed on Derek Culver. And so Derek Culver did the smart basketball play and threw it out of the quadruple team <laughs> to Brandon Knapper. Now, because, as I mentioned, Derek Culver had four gentlemen guarding him, when he passed it to Knapper, Brandon Knapper could have caught the ball, put the ball on the floor, sat on the ball, stood back up, picked up the ball from the ground, and shot the ball and would have still had a wide open shot. Now he didn't do all that. He just went ahead and shot the ball and missed it, but it was wide open. And so this is the weird part so far about WVU's offense in the first three games. They're getting the ball inside. They're not shooting a lot of threes. They shot a decent amount of threes against Pittsburgh and made nine of them. And that was their biggest uh, victory margin, was the Pittsburgh game. In the Akron game, in this game, West Virginia didn't shoot a lot of threes. I think they shot 11 in the Akron game, and they shot 9 tonight. Now, they made their first four threes. In the first seven minutes of the game, WVU was 4 of 4. The last 33 minutes... They were 4 of 9, so they ended up 0 for 5 in the last 33 minutes. But Huggins wants the ball inside. They're getting the ball inside. If they're making high percentage shots or getting fouled, and Derek Culver's making all of his free throws, then that's not bad offense. They only shot 11 three-point uh, three attempts against Akron and was in the 90s. So you can still score, but in a game against Northern Colorado, when you're getting the ball inside and not getting a two-pointer and not kicking it back out and attempting a three, then you can still have stagnant offense. And the way the game is played right now, where threes are worth more than two, and it's a math equation, <laughs> Bob Huggins is zagging where everybody's zigging. And he's, he's still trying to figure things out. He wanted to play Oscar and Derek together. He didn't obviously do that tonight because Culver was in the doghouse in the first half. But even when he had an opportunity to play both of them together, he didn't do it. And he's not playing Logan with Oscar or Logan with Derek. He's playing one big guy. He's playing Jermaine Haley a lot. 
he's playing Emmett Matthews and then pick two guards and maybe that's a better offensive setup um, but can't I guess my question is can West Virginia when we get into conference play be a successful offensive team making four or five threes I guess we're going to find out because we're definitely getting it. We're definitely getting the ball inside. <laughs> Another weird thing, everybody who played tonight scored. No goose eggs in the scoring column. Everybody from two points up to Haley's 18. Everybody who stepped on the court scored, which is a rare bird. Anyways, West Virginia's 3-0, and so I can't complain. And we shouldn't complain. Right? Random thoughts coming up. Dire Prime is the lead sponsor for Unreasonable Doubt. Dire Prime is a veteran-owned company. They are a full-surface graphic shop. What does that mean? Well... You need a design. You don't know how to do a design. Dyer Prime can come up with a design for your nonprofit, for your bowling league, for your new company. Dyer Prime is in that business of coming up with designs and then putting that design on whatever you want. They'll do t-shirts, they'll do hats, they'll do scarves, they'll do like the little thing that the makeup goes in. You catch my drift. Call or text them to find out more. 304-767-4445. DyerPrime.com. D-Y-E-R-P-R-I-M-E.com. Or find them on Facebook or Instagram. At DyerPrime. Random thoughts for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Haven't done this in a while. Borrowing from Bill Simmons. Let's do another round of overrated, underrated, and properly rated. This time, the subject is streaming. Hey, you know, cable TV's going away. That's what I heard. Streaming's a big deal. ESPN Plus has come into the sports fan's life where you pay more money to watch games of your favorite team. So let's go through these. Overrated, underrated, properly rated. The Hulu. Overrated. I had the Hulu. I didn't use the Hulu that much. Overrated. Also, people say, hey, you need to watch a show. Oh yeah? What's it called? The Handsmaid Tell. All right, what's it about? Well, it's about, and then fill in the blank, everything involving something terrible, okay? And then my answer to that is, okay, I don't want to watch that. Now, that's unfair because one of my favorite shows is The Wire, and The Wire is deeply depressing at its core, but there's also comedy to it, and nobody has told me that The Hands Made Tell is funny and if you find the hands made tell funny 
send me an email. I'd like to, because <laughs> I'm in for comedy, but nobody said that. Anyways, the Netflix, properly rated. The algorithms are a little scary. The Crackle. Remember the Crackle? Underrated. I'm sure, th I mean, you can watch things on there for free. Jerry Seinfeld's coffee show's not there anymore, but there's still free stuff at the Crackle. The YouTube. Overrated. The YouTube TV. Overrated. The YouTube Kids. Properly rated. It gives me a sense that when my daughter is watching YouTube Kids, I can feel safe knowing that she's only watching content that's suitable for kids and that would it would never deviate from that into bad language or something that I would find not kid-friendly. <laughs> the opposite of that. Still properly rated. Beach TV. Specifically, Beach TV for Myrtle Beach. Underrated. Now, you know, comedy has been around since people have been around, right? I... I don't think there's a purer comedy than watching Beach TV for Myrtle Beach. It's on the Roku. You can go to the Roku, type in Beach TV, and you can watch basically infomercials for Myrtle Beach. You know, what's better than a 30 second commercial? A three minute commercial. <laughs> three-minute narrated commercials giving you facts about a restaurant, a place to shop, and you'll find out everything you need to know about that store. And it's delivered in a way that tickles my funny bone. So the Beach TV, and it's not for everybody. Maybe you'll watch it. I mean, my wife has watched Beach TV, and she finds it horrifying. Uh, and I'm not putting that lightly. She does not like it. It makes her want to do the opposite of what the commercials are telling her to do. <laughs> I have a soft spot for Beach TV. Check it out. See what you think. ESPN Plus, overrated. And anything with plus in it makes me feel like because ESPN Plus exists that it's overrated. So Disney Plus, I'm hearing lots of good things. All of you Star Trek fans, very excited about the TV show uh, that's about the guys with the helmets, uh, the Mandalorian. That's great. It just makes me weary because I'm not excited about paying for ESPN Plus, which I'm going to do. Which leads me into the streaming bundle. The streaming bundle is overrated. And... Of course it makes, I'm all about uh, saving some dough. So you've got a package where you can get Disney Plus, ESPN Plus, and the Hulu for one low fee, which I think is just like a dollar more than the Netflix. But I don't want the Disney Plus, okay? I just need, 
I just need a handful of WVU sporting events for the ESPN Plus. I don't want. What I'm trying to say is, I do not want to watch The Handmaid's Tale. Okay? So just because it's more cost effective, it doesn't mean I'm going to watch that show. Okay? Stop trying to make me watch The Handmaid's Tale. I'm, there's a few things I'm never going to see in my lifetime. Okay? I'm never going to see Clockwork Orange. I'm not going to do it. I'm never going to see the original Ghostbusters. And I don't have a principled reason for that. I'm just not going to do it. I've went this long without watching it. I'll go to the grave not watching Ghostbusters, the original one. And I'm not going to watch The Handmaid's Tale. And I don't care what price. Hey, save a few bucks to watch this dark, depressing show. It's You're not getting me. I'm not going to do it. So that's this. <laughs> so that's streaming, overrated, <laughs> underrated, properly rated. Final thoughts coming up. Show your mountaineer pride at Permanti Brothers. Every day is game day at Permanti Brothers, serving up your favorite drink specials all day, every day. Check up with the brothers on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram for the latest deals, most up-to-date news, and info on game day specials. Permanti Brothers, your go-to brothers on game day and every day. basketball thoughts Oscar did not repeat his success at Pittsburgh had a rough game so two out of three games rough one game really good so he's going to have some up and ups and downs this season but I knew it was going to be not the best night for Oscar when early in the game he got a pass from McCabe the grip of the basketball on the way up and throws the ball over the rim instead of dunking it. So I knew that was a sign. Another sign was when he was in the high post one time and trying to throw it, trying to keep it high because Northern Colorado is shorter than WVU, trying to get it into Emmett Matthews. You know, it involves a little bit of touch, and Oscar did not have touch tonight because one of those passes from the high post uh, ricocheted off the backboard. <laughs> so not a lot of touch there. I'm very excited for Oscar, but um, let's get Oscar closer to the basket. Let's get Oscar out of the high post because of all the great things he did at Pittsburgh, the one time he got it in the high post, he, he took an 18-footer and got yanked out of the game. And he took a couple of mid-range shots in the exhibition game. Let's get Culver or let's get Harler or let's get Matthews in the high post and let Oscar get closer to the rim. 
maybe not a, we'll get there all right we've got time also this is probably the one and only time we'll have this segment because the AT&T Sports Pittsburgh contract is going to end this season these off these out of conference games are going to end up on ESPN plus but it's the Warren Baker tongue twister of the night alright Warren Baker WVU basketball great grabbed tons of rebounds for WVU in the 70s good behind the mic enjoy his work he was talking about Bodie from Northern Colorado and he tried to break out this sentence don't let his frail frame fool ya <laughs> and he stumbled around on that a little bit and so you try to say that sentence five times fast I'm gonna try right now don't let his frail frame fool ya 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 don't let his full frame fool ya <laughs> can't do it it's a tough one and that's the Warren Baker tongue twister of the night <laughs> <laughs> that's it for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt listen wherever you listen to podcasts listen on Apple Podcasts listen on Pocket Cast. listen on Overcast listen on TuneIn listen on Spotify listen on a little something called CastBox subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen if you have something where you can leave a review do that Apple Podcasts, leave a review. If there's an opportunity to rate this podcast five stars, take a second and do that. It really helps me. It really helps the podcast. I appreciate you in advance. The next game, Friday, at Morgantown, 7 p.m., against Boston University. Boston University, great at hockey, not so great at basketball believe they have a two and two record that may change before they get to Morgantown on Friday in the Ken Palm rankings they're close to northern Colorado so I shouldn't speak too soon we'll see how that goes that game will be on if you're in the Charleston area it'll be on CBS at 7 p.m. until then I'm Josh Wendt this has been Unreasonable Down WVU for the 2019-2020 season. Three wins, zero losses.